Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. And my name is Matt. Mm. Matt, uh, Matt Plainview? Is that your name? Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Why can't I? Okay, hold on. I, I was struggling with full screen. Sorry, everybody. I know that was really distracting to uh, an audio audience. I was going to say, it's fine. We can edit this out in post. But we won't, so. <laughs> Trill. We're back, everyone. We did it. We made it. Wow. We sum- 2021. We somehow survived 2020. Um, and now we're here. And we decided that we wanted to keep this party going. So we're we're gonna keep we're gonna keep recording and uh, and giving these these beautiful audio clips to the masses because that's that's yeah. what they've all been waiting for. Yeah, and so before our brief hiatus, our January hiatus, as we call it in the in the business, um, <laughs> we did a three-episode series around Christmas, so alternative Christmas movies. So we did, of course, you know, classics such as Batman Returns. Uh, what was the one you picked, Colin? Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> and the Apocalypse, <laughs> forgot about that one already. And... Uh, of course, the holiday tradition of Olaf's Frozen Adventure and Once Upon a Snowman. I couldn't uh, even remember what those movies were called. <laughs> and you hated them so much, but you remembered both of their titles. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, oh. it's, it's, uh, it, it caused such anger that it's lodged in your brain. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, you have such a strong mm-hmm. negative reaction that, you know, because, like, Direct. with Anne and the Apocalypse, you were just like, this was whatever. So it's just, it was in for, like, that one, you know, hour and a half recording session, right. and then it was out. Whereas this one, you're just like, motherfucking Olaf. <laughs> Similarly, I, just keep, I yeah. will never forget which Batman that one is called. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Danny DeVito. <laughs> I was talking to someone recently, and, and they were, like, asking about the podcast, and I was telling them. Um, and I was like, oh, like, we'll do, like, uh, Oscar movies, but then we'll also do, like, fun ones, like we did uh, Christmas ones. And they were like, oh, what movies did you pick? And I <laughs> mentioned Batman Returns. They were like, oh, is that the one with Penguin? And I was like, Yes. And then they were like, I loved that one. And I was like, I I hated it. And then they were like, oh, well, I just I just love Danny DeVito. And I was like, literally the reason why I hated it. <laughs> You're just like, I, we could I can't talk to you anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did make a plug. Uh, so one of uh, John, my one of my friends from college, who you guys have met, he stayed in our apartment. Um, he, went, he was the one who went to the Run the Jewel show with us, T. Oh, yeah. Um, he John has from Cincinnati. He has two uh, young daughters, and we were talking the other day, and, like, somehow Frozen 2 came up, and I was asking him if, if like, his house is, like, a Frozen house now. And he was like, yeah, we're just oh, starting to get into winter. Frozen 2. And I was like, well, if you're looking to expand your Frozen horizons, 
let me recommend two <laughs> short Boom. films that are not very good, but a podcast episode that your children absolutely should not listen to, but you and your wife might find enjoyable. <laughs> Do you want to watch a 10-minute deleted scene? <laughs> Because that's what you're going to get. Because it's only five minutes, and seven of those minutes yeah. are uh, just credits. <laughs> can't believe that shit. Still can't believe that shit. Oh, you're goodness. Welcome. It was great. Anyway, that you're was such welcome. a... F- yeah, that was such a fun yeah. episode. I have no no qualms about that one. <laughs> it was so long, too. Um, but so now we've moved on from our Christmas theme, and now we're hot in the middle of February. Uh, oh. Actually, not... We're middle like we're at the very beginning days. of February. yeah i was like come on man <laughs> whatever uh but the big holiday uh that you know we found a theme to do for just February. sucking hallmark's hallmark's dick at this point yeah, yeah. <laughs> is valentine's day uh so we're gonna do a valentine's day theme we've got three movies <clears throat> loaded up uh, loaded like a bunch of potato skins at tgi fridays and we're ready to do these. I don't know. I was going to say locked and loaded, but then I was like, I don't want to talk about guns. Uh, so then I tried loaded potatoes and then I leaned too far in. Yeah, it was too much. Okay, well, we're it trying just out things on like the show. The furthest thing from what you would do. What? Okay. Like for a second, I was like, where is Matt? I was a big fan of TJ Fridays growing up. So, you know, the potato skins were very close in top of mind. I think you can. Have you. I think you can get uh, frozen TGI Fridays potato skins. Do you think like, you can call me store. by your name? They considered using a potato instead of a peach. <laughs> but but it, Hot the, the and potatoes. <laughs> no no no! They're just using no, a, just a raw, raw potato. That's <laughs> just that's what I picture. basically just, just a, a raw. Hole in it. No, I was picturing, but I was I thought it'd be funny if you did one of those potatoes where they're like. They're, like, warm to the touch, but then you cut them open and seem to be composed entirely of lava on the inside. Yes. You mean a baked potato? Yeah, yes. Just, just a baked potato. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Colloquial term. Um, but now, so, uh, the movies that we have lined up, I think, are all going to be ones that I enjoy. And so this will be a better series than the Christmas one. Uh, I'm more excited. <laughs> So, uh, Colin, yeah, this is your pick. Uh, so tell us about the movie that you picked. So uh, I chose Obvious Child, um, and I was isn't it obvious? So it obvious, obviously. Uh, because when we first started talking about this, this was like the 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 first movie that jumped to mind, and Matt was like, "How is that a Valentine's Day movie?" And, Spoiler, if you haven't watched the movie, but also why are you listening to this episode if you haven't watched the movie? Uh, This is a a Valentine's Day movie because Jenny Slate's character schedules her abortion for Valentine's Day, which is just... It's also a rom-com. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, And I do think, like, it is appropriate more so than just that one moment. But I do remember when I... It gets a shout-out, though. Yeah, well, when I moved out here, like, so I work at the Draft House Theater and they always do like fun rep screenings and they always do like month schedules. And so like the month of February, they're always doing stuff like when Harry met Sally and you know, all those other ones. Um, but I saw that they were doing one for obvious child. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's such a clever scheduling move, um, to throw this one in there. So I, I've, I've watched, 
What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> so I've watched this uh, movie on on or around Valentine's Day the last couple years, and I just love this movie so much. It's so, so funny, but also really sweet and moving, and Jenny Slate gives just an incredible performance. Um, so yeah, I, I was very excited to, to choose this one and to be able to talk to you guys about it as our our jump back into the, the podcast game. So what did you guys yes. think? Well, I guess, Matt, you'd seen it before, because you and I had quoted it to each other somewhat regularly when we lived together. But Tierney, had you ever seen it before? What did you guys quote to each other? Uh, Uh, It was usually usually Gabe Liebman's lines. (laughs) Like, like, I like my coffee like I like my men. Cold, not sweet at all. (laughs) Gritty on the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) You know a coffee like that. Give him my number. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I thought you had seen it before, Tierney. I have, yeah. No, I watched it. Oh, okay. uh, when did it come out? It was 2014. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, because I watched it. I remember I lived at home at the time, and I remember watching it at home. Oh. Um, in, like, our basement. But, yeah, no, I remember. I definitely have seen this before. I don't know what is happening with me today. <laughs> I can't speak. Um, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was funny the first time. Um, I definitely forgot most of it uh, because I completely forgot that there was a new guy. For some reason, I was thinking that she ends up getting pregnant with the guy who breaks up with her, like mm. with his with his kid, and and then I was like, oh yeah, there's the guy. And then I was like, oh yeah, her mom's the <laughs> professor. Um, I forgot about that twist. Yeah, so it was a lot like a, it was a refresher for me, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I had seen it in 2014 with uh, our good friend Alex Wiseman. Mm. Uh, Shout she out got to Alex. passes. Shout out to Alex, <laughs> uh, who loves this podcast. I'm sure she listens. I'm sure every she episode. listens to all of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but she got free passes to see it. Uh, at AMC River East and Jenny Slate and uh, Julia, what's Rose Pierre? What's her name? Gillian. Gillian Rose Pierre <laughs> um, were in attendance and talked about the movie and the short that came before it. Um, so that was a really cool experience, and we were like front row, so we got to see them really well. Uh, but I did. But she didn't get to see the movie really well. I bet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone looks stretched and crazy. You had to go pay for the movie a week later so that you could actually (laughs) see the movie. (laughs) Uh, And then I think I've seen it at least once since then. Uh, So this was, I think, my third time seeing it. So funny every time. Uh, I don't like rom-coms unless they're like this. Then I love rom-coms. Like, this is very much fun to watch. But, like, rom-coms that are just, like, people doing stupid things or saying unbelievable things because it's, like supposed to happen at that point in the story of just like i can't believe you betrayed me and then 10 minutes later it's like of course it was you i hate that shit uh where in this movie it felt very real and very like genuine the whole time uh that i just love it i love this movie so much yeah i think that's one of the things i like so much about this movie is that it just it doesn't feel like it is a rom-com but it doesn't have any of, like, the... Or it doesn't... Not any, but it doesn't have a lot of the traditional rom-com-type tropes. Like, it just feels like a very 
true to life movie. Like all of the characters feel very real and all like, like the dialogue all seems like things that people would say. Um, especially like, uh, like her character being uh, like a stand-up comedian and like just kind of living in that world and having spent so much time with uh, like you guys and your friends in like the sketch world in Chicago, like it just, it felt very like realistic to my experience in that world, which is obviously not nearly as prominent as either of yours or as Jenny Slate's, but um, the bits though, the bits the are bits. really what sells. Yeah. It. Like every, like everything where it's like somebody will say a thing and everybody like, she'll just immediately jump on it and like push it to the next level. I was like, yeah. this is, this is what it feels like when we lived in our apartment for two years together. Like this <laughs> exactly. is the exact type of dumb shit we would all say to each other a hundred percent of the time. Um, I'm trying to remember one of the jokes when they're at a table in the, the club. And I think it's when he gets up to go to the bathroom and Gabe and her are alone, but I can't remember what they talk about. Do you remember? I mean, well, yeah, so she, uh, Gabe's like, dude, he is hot. And she's like, yeah, but he's like a Christmas tree. And she's like, well, get on that Christmas tree. And she's like, I'm not a Christmas tree. He's like, be the angel, be the dirty angel on top of that Christmas tree. And she's like, I'm not an angel. I'm the menorah that's on top of the tree that burns the tree to the ground. And you're like, why did you put that menorah on the tree? It's like such a weird, dumb bit. But it's like, that's definitely something that would have happened in our apartments. Yeah. And they're just giggling the whole time. They're both like so... They're both humored by each other, which is so fun. Um, okay, so let's just get into it. It's not even a long movie. It's 87 minutes, which also feels like a breeze. But yeah. you gotta know that this podcast is gonna be longer than 87 minutes. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Maybe we could be exactly as long as the movie. Alright, I'll keep track of it. like, shorter. You can play us as a commentary <laughs> over the movie. <laughs> but we'll definitely we'll not be talking about the right things at the right time, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this scene so much. Yeah, this was a hard day It was pretty shooting. cold, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't have anything uh, for craft services. Wow, this is crazy. Um, okay. <laughs> so, we start the movie with stand-up jokes uh, that I think are really good, and I think stand-up is very hard to, like, write for for a movie and so that's already a clear difference is that like this is a rom-com written by comedians versus a rom-com written by somebody who's like and i guess they're a comedian so like let's like come up with some stand-up jokes and they're What's always the weak. deal exactly <laughs> i was always just like dumb i would have to imagine that a good portion of this movie was improvised like with yeah, all i, don't I mean I, I don't know but like all those people come from comedy backgrounds. So there's like... I was like... going to say the Christmas tree menorah scene is probably improvised. I would say any of the Jenny Slate Gabe scenes are probably improvised. Yeah. And yeah. who's that guy? Jake Lacey? Which, the guy which who plays guy? Max? Yeah, yeah, Jake Lacey. Is he yeah. a comedy guy? Uh, I don't know. Like, definitely not in the same way that, like, Jenny Slate um, and Gabe Lee are. Is he are, from Nebraska? But... He just seems, like, very... Central like the state of America. Nebraska or the movie of the movie Nebraska? No, the state of Nebraska. <laughs> he just seems very like hard hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, like, Grew up uh, like the first time eating corn and driving a truck. One hundred percent is just like good boy. He is yeah, from he is Massachusetts. 
Okay, so not the heartland of America. I think one of the first times I remember seeing him was in the office. He was uh, like he was one of the new people that came in towards the end of the run of the office. Oh, he he's signed. married. He's a child. I think he's in the new High Fidelity series as well. He I'm was. Well, then I yeah, he's from that too. Man, um, he's been he he's been Bernie. working lately. I mean, who doesn't like Bernie? He's in Carol. 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 <laughs> I haven't. I don't recognize like any of the movies other than Carol. He's another that he started. Diane. Is he going to come out with another one called Karen? <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean... Perhaps it's better for me to keep my thoughts to myself this episode. <laughs> no, I think this is good. I like the, the interjections from uh, IMDb pages. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Oh. The people's page, you know? The people. That's true. <laughs> Edited for us, by us. Um, Okay, uh, so yeah, stand-up, I thought that world was really fun. And Gabe Liebman's jokes are his, so that's also cool. If you listen to Gabe Liebman's stand-up album... Oh, I think you told me that he, once when we were talking yeah. about this movie. He has, like, the coffee joke in there, and I was like, of course, because it's such a good joke. He's so uh, funny. Oh my god. Yeah, you texted us before this and said, heads up, uh, not, no spoilers, but one of my notes just says... Gabe Liebman. <laughs> and I said same and it's because I literally have one that just says Gabe Liebman. <laughs> I didn't literally write down Liedman? Gabe Liebman, but I did just write down several of his lines that just made yeah. me laugh. Um Liedman or Liebman? I I always said Liebman. Okay, that's what I thought too. But I don't know. Um Yeah, I so I mean, I guess he looks so much different in this than he does like and everything else, and like on Twitter, to where I didn't recognize him at first. Really? Oh, weird. I don't know. I mean, oh, oh, I haven't seen him. Cause he's recently. got he's got like a massive beard now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know him as this, so I was like, yes, yeah, so that's Gabe Leap. Anyway. Um, oh wow. <laughs> this is wow that beard i really am yeah this is fascinating hard-hitting information but i am i am i w have not seen him in so long that i didn't expect him to have a beard now. uh so that is funny that he does look different um to go to what you're saying though like <clears throat> this movie starts off very Colin like with finished his sentence yeah, just now, too. Right now. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll shut myself uh, away here. I don't even know. Uh, I will say, so I came to this movie, I saw it in theaters as well. Um, I mostly just went because I like Jenny Slate, and I wasn't, like, super familiar with her work at that point, but um, I knew that she had done the Marcel, the shell with shoes on video, which is, just like, a classic uh, early internet viral video uh which still is hilarious by the way i watched it recently and it's still very funny uh, but i knew that she had done that and she was uh mona lisa saperstein in parks and rec and just crushes it on that show so i was like okay yeah sure i'll go check out this movie with jenny slade in it um 
but I had never even heard of Gabe Liedman before. And as soon as the movie was over, I was like, I need this guy to be in everything. And the bummer is like, it's, he just does like, he just writes, like he's writes for a lot of different TV shows, which is like good for him. But like, he's so fucking funny. (laughs) I really would love for him to like be on screen more because every single time he's in this movie, I'm just like, this, this is what we're here for. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. He would, and he would fit perfectly in any of these, like, Search Party or Broad oh, yeah. City or any of these shows where, like, comedians are all hanging out together and just riffing. Uh, yeah. He's a delight in this movie. Um, also, very realistic New York apartments, which I appreciated. Mm. I was like, this looks like a real New York apartment where, like, Jenny Slate's radiator was, like, in front of her <laughs> nightstand. And, like, the walls were just on the other side of her bed. Where it was like, yeah, these apartments are not huge. So, like, there's so many times where you're just like, these are million-dollar apartments that the Friends cast is living in. This is unrealistic. You're right. I did like that the radiator also hissed and clanged because... (laughs) I thought of you when we got to that scene. (laughs) You gotta drain your radiators, guys. Otherwise, it sounds like a monkey is playing with a wrench in a... Room full of pipes, <laughs> followed by a steam train. <laughs> um, I w- I agree that you know Can you a lot of like really a- quick if this podcast if I still lived in that apartment and this oh. podcast was happening what the audio would be yeah <laughs> just awful <It'd> be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go um, ahead. No, I just uh. We talked a lot about how just everything about this movie feels very real, and there's just so many, like, little details that feel real. Um, one thing that does not feel real, though, is when she's uh, at Planned Parenthood, and she's like, so how much does this cost? And the woman's like, well, inpatient will be around $500. And she's like, that's, like, my whole rent. And I was like, okay, you're living in Brooklyn. Your rent is well over $500 yeah. a month. <laughs> like- that moment... <laughs> I had to think for a second and was like, did they just say $5,000? And then I was like, no, that's too much. That's way too much. That's in the opposite direction. It's too far. But my first reaction was that $500 for rent in Brooklyn was also unrealistic. I was like, "Mm, when was this written? I paid $530 with two roommates in Andersonville. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) like, what? What? Yeah, this impossible, impossible numbers. I was, it was five eighty for me when I moved to Portland with four other people, and it's gone up since then. Yeah. So like, Brooklyn, please. <laughs> Rent is way more than an abortion. <laughs> that is the takeaway. I wonder right? if that's. I, I wonder if that There's price the tag is for right this, this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like if the price for abortion is wrong, as well. Like they're both more. Maybe abortion is rent controlled. <laughs> oh my <Jesus>. god! <laughs> the cackle at the end. <laughs> that was probably one of my darkest jokes I've yeah, ever made. <laughs> you know, it's a good one when you can't even finish your thought before being like, yeah. "Yikes!" The rent went yikes, up. Am I about to say what I'm about? There to was say. an eviction. <laughs> oh no! You <laughs> didn't get that part. I didn't get the eviction of the fetus part. Of the well, rent. Like at, the, at the end of the yeah. movie, um, 
when they're talking, they're like making the joke about, oh, like I got my license renewed. We were at the DMV earlier today. And she's like, yeah, I think they took my car out and removed some stuff. So like, you know, pretty on yeah. par for you to make that joke to your name. Yeah. Just like a different direction, but similar. Jot that, d- jot that down for your stand-up jokes. Because parent <laughs> control is also another angle. Like a rent. Oh, parent, parent control. Oh. And it is parent controlled. Yeah. So, so Look control. at me. I was just nailing everything. You're just like hitting it. You're hitting a thousand. I'm going to do it right now. Batting a thousand? <laughs> She's yeah. literally just. Just gone. Um, She's still here. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't really know how. There's not like, you know, huge moments in this movie. So I'm just, I'll just go down my list of things that I noted. Because uh, it's basically in sequential order. Um. But as we're talking about people that really are great to see in movies, can I get some love for Gabby Hoffman? Okay, absolutely. Uh, I love we can Gabby always, Hoffman. Always, always give love to Gabby Hoffman. We always should be giving love to Gabby Hoffman. I will say, when the first time I saw this, I always just thought she was like a little bit older. Who's she in the movie? Like not significantly older. She's like her best friend slash roommate. I think they're roommates. Not totally clear. It seems like, oh, that makes sense that they would be roommates. Um, it does seem like that. But for whatever reason, I always thought Gabby Hoffman was just, like, a little bit older than, like, this crowd. Because, um, like, I, I, like, feel cause like I think Jenny Slate's, like, 30. Every... What? Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> Go on. We're waiting was, for you. We're waiting for you, and you still have your video uh, shut off, so I couldn't tell if you were waiting for us. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I'll come back. And then finish typing. <laughs> I feel like she is in, like, hair. Like, there's. I feel like she's in some Nora Ephron movie, but those are like way long ago. Maybe she well, just looks in, like somebody. She's in Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, she's she is. Girl. Okay, so say, I'm she, not crazy. She's been. She's. No, 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 no. Yeah. She's been around for a while. Because I was like, um, I feel like she's the she's best older. friend in the Nora Ephron movie. Oh. Man, my instincts just spot on. <laughs> she was in she was in a lot of things as, as a kid, and I think that's why like we just know her as like an adolescent when we were. Oh, she was the kid. Sleepless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm tell. Okay, Tierney. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Oh my god. Anyway, she did a lot of like roles in her childhood. I think she was in Now and Then with like. Rosie O'Donnell, Christina Ricci, and everyone mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then I think she, like, wasn't in a ton of things until, like, Girls. I was going to say, I girls. feel like she came back, like, really hard in the indie scene in, like, the yes. mid-aughts. Like, she was in Girls. I feel like she was in several other, like, Mumblecore or Mumblecore adjacent movies that were all filmed yeah. in Williamsburg. Like, She's a lead in Transparent. Yep. She was in this movie. Um... But yeah, I think she just brings like a real, it just feels like you know her. Every time she comes on the screen, it feels like you are you have met Gabby Hoffman and you know her. Yeah. Uh, and I just love to be with her. Even though she's like not even a huge comedic presence in this, it's like very nice that she's just like she, the friend. She plays it so well. She plays, yeah, she crushes this role. And she's great in pretty much everything, but she's so good here because like she... You can tell that she is, like, game to play the bits with 
uh, Gabe and Jenny, but like that's not really who she is. Um, so like it's 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 fun to watch her like be able to thread that needle, but then also be like the very like supportive older sister type role who's just like yeah I'm here for you and like when she shows up at Jenny Slate's apartment uh, the night that she got dumped up with Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just like wasted off wine and she's like oh honey do you want me to sleep in here with you and Jenny Slate's like no you shouldn't do that because I'm about to turn this bed into a fart pod and she's like oh that does sound comfy but and she just like walks away it's just like incredible shit from Gabby Hoffman (laughs) yeah I love her delivery and I just love her eyes because her eyes are so expressive and like yeah yeah she's just great when she i just had gabby hoffman with three exclamation points when she goes on that rant about how like we live in a patriarchal society and like she like donna shouldn't have to tell somebody that she is getting an abortion and she just gets like really into it and then the camera cuts over to jenny and kate and they're both just like holy shit like wow (laughs) Oh, I did write down one of uh, Gabe's lines after that. He's like, everything you're saying is true, but you are scaring my dick off right now. (laughs) (laughs) But then it immediately goes back to her and she's like, okay, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I just had so much rage that built up within me. I expelled all of it at you. And now I need to just go like sit in the corner and catch my breath for a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so funny great comedic and dramatic actress uh and even her her account of like her abortion when jenny state is like do you still think about it and she's like yeah you know every every so often you know i'll think about it but you know and then well i keep moving on (laughs) well i like yeah the way she said and i think that's another thing we're all over the place but hello you're listening to this podcast you you know how we do at this point you know by now um Another thing I really love about this movie is how, like, how seriously it takes the issue of abortion. And it's not, like, played off as a joke. And it's just, like, this is a real thing that real people deal with. And um, and her, like, when she talks about that, like, that scene that you were talking about, she says, yeah, I think about it every once in a while. Like, something will just happen and it will remind me. And then I get really sad. But then I remember that I, like, I wouldn't have been able to have a child as a teenager, so I made the right decision, so I don't regret what I did. But, like, the fact that she's vocalizing this, like, yeah, this is, like, a really tough thing that that I had to go through, and sometimes it still fucks me up. Um, I thought that, like, I really appreciate this movie for being able to put that kind of, you know, emphasis on this pretty serious issue while still being a ridiculously funny movie (laughs) yeah and i think like that coupled with later way later in the movie when it's revealed that uh donna's mom also had an abortion when she was in college uh and the way that donna's mom talks about it and how it affected her and kind of the way that it's like you know it we've had it happen like it this is just a thing that sometimes like women do and it's something that you know that you've done uh i don't know if that's got across at all what i was trying to express but (laughs) just the idea that like it's handled in a way that is like realistic and not this like it's not a dramatic point to drive home like 
trauma or tragedy. It's just like, this is your choice to make. And we've made the choice before for different reasons in different times in our lives. But that's why, like, it's an option for you. Because now we can talk about it. So, like, it does just handle it in a really mature and, like, sensitive and very, like, honest way of that, like, it's not all tragedy Mm -hmm. because, like, in the end, you're doing this because you know that you can't do this right now. So, like, you've got to keep living and everyone around you is, like, rooting for you to keep living. Um, I think also they're not, like, I don't know, like, she's not going out, like, if you look at Donna, she's not, like, oh, I'm just gonna have this abortion, this schmishmortion, and then (laughs) go out and continue to have, like, 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 no one's, like, oh, this is just my form of birth control. Yeah. Right. Which I think is it's like ha- it's it goes yeah. to handle. Oh my god, goes to say that like it's not being treated like a joke. Yeah, yeah. And I think like that is why it feels like so... I just did. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but like I think that's the, but that nails it. If like it's talked about in real terms of like this is where you go for it, you schedule it out like. <laughs> when you realize that you're pregnant, like, the sooner the better. Um, Is but yeah, it just, it, go it ahead. doesn't treat it like a, like, yeah, a joke or like a, uh, a totally grab, like, life-destroying thing that you could do. It's just like, this is a medical procedure that is your choice to do if you want at this point. Mm-hmm. And having a character like the Jake Lacey character not try to fight yeah. her on it yeah. is huge. It's yeah. huge. And that discussion of, like, do I tell him, do I need to tell him, how do I tell him, all of that stuff, I think, is handled in a way that, like, as much as this movie is not about abortion, it, like, really walks through how they, how they actually happen yeah. in a way that's not this, like, it's not trying to take a side. It's saying that this is, this is reality like this is what people go through it's also not very like pedantic like it's not like and then they go to this place yeah um when you you said how they happen it reminded me of the sequence in the movie where she's which by the way is like for a movie with like such a small budget um like the filmmaking of this sequence where she's just like sitting there waiting for the pregnancy te- like she's just like and the camera slows down and you see the clock like ticking down and then it like cuts in and she's like welcome to the donna's brain show and she's like remembering as much as she can from the night <laughs> and there's a sequence where she's trying to take his undershirt off and it's stuck on his arms she's like i can't get your blouse off <laughs> It's such a, <laughs> such a funny line. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that, al- that also has the the Hulk Hogan joke, which I always forget. <laughs> is it... You, do you know that Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh, I, I think that character is so... Donna as a character is so fun. And, like, obviously it's because of Jenny Slate, but, like just Donna's like sense of humor is so good and so funny 
every line is great. But stuff like that where it's like, did you know Hulk Hogan's name was Terry? I was like, God, this movie <laughs> is at times so random, and it's all the better for it. Yeah. Um, I also... Jenny Slake, like, she does a really good job with, like, the dramatic moments here, too. Which yeah. was... I was not expecting when I saw this movie. Um, and I was, like, I remember being like, holy shit, like, good job by you. Like, she like she yeah. crushes every single scene that she's in. And, like, the way that she's able to, like, flip from being, like, very funny to being like, oh, fuck, this is, like, a serious issue that I'm dealing with. Sometimes within the same scene is really impressive especially coming from somebody who is mostly just known for being like a ridiculous comedian, um, which, you know, she's great at that too. But, um, but I thought that she handled a lot of the emotional weight of this movie uh, in a really, really strong way. Yeah. Uh, I also like the difference between uh, her parents' houses. Um, Yeah. Like the scenes are right next to each other. And so you get like, her dad, who's, like, a puppet, like, a puppeteer who's, like, very warm and makes her favorite food and, like, tries to make her happy. And also just, like, like is Richard breakup. Kind. Yeah, is Richard <laughs> Kind, who has Kind in his name. Uh, and then to see, like, her relationship with her mother in a different place with a very different tone with, like, her reacting to the conversation differently. Like, it was such smart writing to, like, put... And then to show later that, like, sometimes you need the mom who's not going to, like, just put a puppet in your face and think that that'll make you feel better, but, like, talk about their experiences. Yeah. And, like, be there for you no matter what. Um, So I thought that was really a nice, uh, small but very important, like, couple scenes. uh, The the smash cut between, like, her dinner with her dad and her dinner with her mom is nuts because like the it literally is like her and her dad are joking and laughing and then it cuts to a picture like you just see a shot of her mom eating something with chopsticks and it is dead silent and you're just like oh, oh also God. like her dad cooked the food <laughs> and her mom ordered in yeah mm-hmm. there's it's those details that are so i was gonna great. say there's so like many small little details yeah her mom is cool yeah um, one other just quick sidebar uh, at, while we're talking about small details. The book, the name of the shop that Jenny Slate works in is literally mm. called Unoppressive Non-Imperialist Bargain Books. <laughs> Which, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible stuff. <laughs> the other thing that I noticed this time around that I had noticed before is how many times uh, Jenny Slate's character gets scared. Which oh, is, yeah. like, a weird recurring joke that everyone accidentally scares her because she's not paying attention. <laughs> Wait, there's... The, the shop the owner shop. scares her. Oh, right. Her, her mom scares her, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Jake Lacey scares her. When he, when he go, shows up at the bookshop and she's, yeah. like, in the box, she screams and then screams again because she scared herself <laughs> from the first scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then in the shop when she's asleep. And then I think her dad even... Oh, her dad scares her with the puppet when she's taking oh, a yeah. nap. Her mom scares her and she's, she's like, you're really jumpy. But, like, and constantly she's like, ugh. David Cross scares her at the bar while she's, like, writing down, like, jokes or, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I guess I didn't I didn't make that connection, but that is fun. 
that that's just yeah. like a, a random through line of this movie. <laughs> just She's like... just always particularly jumpy. <laughs> David Cross's uh, character is just such a skis. That's yeah. the the one part of this movie that like really doesn't work for me. Is yeah. just like, and I like I understand that like it's something needed to be in there. But that was just, I just, I... But, like, like, why him? Why not just have someone else? Like, why does it have to be an old friend? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I think he's also just, like, that type. Oh, yeah. That kind of picture David Cross doing that. So, like, if you got a young, cool, like, Brooklyn comedian, then you'd be like, well, seems perfectly reasonable to be with. But David Cross, you're like, Jenny Slate. Like half his age. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, David Cross's character is an interesting aspect, and they really. I couldn't remember if they have sex or not in this movie. Yeah. And I was uh, very happy when she was like, no, I'm not doing this. Never mind. This was a bad idea. I was like, oh, good. Get out of there, girl. <laughs> um, and I also love the line, no one knows how to do their taxes, because I don't know. That's from a different scene, but just a, another note that I have. When she's like, okay, I'll just, I'll do TurboTax this year. I was like, yeah, join the fucking club, Donna. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't do TurboTax because they charge you money for it. They do. I like mean, it's in our block. <clears throat> TurboTax, if you do it early enough. You guys gotta know that I've already filed for this year. <laughs> Are you kidding is, me? The date is February 4th and I did it last Friday. Or last. Oh my God. Yeah, I did it last Friday. I was Maybe g- I'll do mine early this year. I was going to do mine last weekend, but then I ended up having oh, no, a busier Saturday. weekend than I anticipated. I filed on January 30th. Is that a good girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, they gave us until April 15th, so, you know, it's yeah, if some of us want to wait. Yeah, but what if they run out of money? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get... Interesting, <laughs> Matt's I like, didn't think about that. Before. Matt's like, I, I think I have to stop recording this real quick. I think you gotta do some stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, especially because I don't know how to do them, so it's gonna take me two months as it is. Uh, it took I don't me understand. maybe twenty minutes. I was gonna say, like, you don't own property or anything, so like, it's not. It shouldn't be that hard. Don't for I you. though? Don't I? No, you don't. <laughs> Is that why you live with five roommates? Yeah, I was going to say, tell me more about Bingo. These. You're figuring out my uh, my plan. Um, but yeah, you work one job and don't own property. So, like, it really should not take you. I know. Very and you don't dumb. even have student loans. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even have also... additional forms. You have one W-2. You just have the one form. <laughs> But I don't know things. But it does it I'm all stupid. for you. Yeah, you, it tells you. It's stupid. like, are you holding your W-2? Okay, look for box one. There's no, a number there. And then you type, type that it number in, in. And it gathers all the information How for you. How are we spending this Look, man, you brought up that line, and you One know line. you know that Tyranny and I were not going to let you slide on that. Well, I'm going to quickly divert us to baby <coughs> missiles, uh, which is what Jenny Slate refers to Jake Lacey's eyes as, are pee-pee missiles. <laughs> He's like, is that, my eyes are the pee-pee missiles? She's like, yeah, they're pee-pee missiles. 
And I thought that was very fun. Their scenes together are so adorable. Like, he... Yeah, he's really sweet. <laughs> there was one thing I thought... Would, so, for the first time when I watched it today... I was like, is Jake Lacey's character too charming? <laughs> like, is, like, I mean, th- are you mean like, does that exist in reality? Yeah, right. Like, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> everything Jerry's else about out. this movie is so realistic. And then he's just like, just the sweetest person ever. That's like literally warming butter pads at a restaurant in his hands. It's like, what the fuck? That was a really nice detail, too. I was like, that is a smooth move. Yeah, but all like all other dudes in the world are getting put on blast because <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know and what? Though of- you just if, if you really liked someone, maybe you'd warm their butter. That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> oh yeah, I sure have. I sure oh, have yeah? warmed that butter. <laughs> I warm every butter. You know what I mean? Oh my god. You know what I mean? Huh? No, seriously. Huh? You know what I mean? Do, do you Is know that what I mean? from though? the friction? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rubbing that butter stick. Uh, <laughs> also, we get the term murder suey in this. Murder uh, suey, great. All talked about. Great term. That yeah. when she does her her set, when she's just like wasted post breakup, is yeah. is a train wreck, but also is hilarious. <laughs> what is? <laughs> what does she say? I didn't write it down. I think I was telling Matt about this when she says, like, when you break up with someone, you wish they like. What, whenever, not, whenever somebody does something bad, you hope they just die. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say after that? Because it's that, and then what she says immediately after. I can't remember. I remember laughing and thinking I should write it down, but then not writing it like, down. But then you just keep living, and oh, and uh, their life gets better and better. <laughs> so yeah, it gets worse and worse. <laughs> I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little too real. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But yeah, when she's, like, talking, like, she's, (laughs) she's simulating, like, her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend having sex, and it's just, like, the most vanilla sex ever, because she doesn't, (laughs) like, her ex-girlfriend, or, like, this girl doesn't want to get stains on her sheets. But then she busts in and murders Suey's them. She's like, well, now you got stains on your sheets. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. And then, Can like, you? they cut to later, and she's like, and it's just, like, very slowly going up and down. Like, remember I'm blonde? And everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's so good. Bad. Can you? It's and again, so can you good. imagine? Like, it's funny watching it, but can you imagine, like, being in the club that night and just being like, Holy shit. <laughs> See, what? I think half the joke she's making could work if she wasn't shit-faced. Sure. Yeah. And so sad about right. it. Right. Uh, yeah. But Whereas I think, you could yeah. make those jokes and then, like, this, it's like a steady cam. Uh, <laughs> podcast is an auditory medium. Uh, you could make those jokes yeah, and just, great. <laughs> just not be... Uh, like a mess about it and still have them still use the same joke. Someone else talk, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think that like murder suey stuff and yeah, I think a, her talking about a breakup is still funny. Uh, and I think that delivery was is probably even like realistic for what most 
stand-up open mic nights or like even planned comedians would probably be like um so yeah. i think yeah it was like very true still to what that would actually be like um where i'm trying to think there's another movie with stand-ups where i was like this isn't how it is <laughs> like i don't know what this is but this is was this a mike burbiglia one no no it was another oh oh i know what it was and this is even weirder because camille nanjiani is a oh it's comedian. the big sick but i thought the big sick stand-up scenes were like not fun i had no fun in them and i also <laughs> wasn't crazy about that movie in general but those stand-up scenes did not read to me as like genuine or funny as this movie yeah i think we i mean you mentioned this earlier but i like i feel like stand-up in a movie is really hard to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying so I, I really don't like the movie Funny People, the Judd Apto movie, but the stand-up scenes in that movie actually work really well because he specifically cast stand-up comedians yeah. and just, like, let them do their own shit, and he just filmed it and just, like, worked it into the movie. And I feel like this is probably a somewhat similar... I mean, like, I'm sure there was a lot more structure to this movie, but I feel like they... I. It seemed like the stand-up here was probably a little bit more realistic in, like, people being able to do kind of what they would do if they were doing their own stand-up set, um, just a little bit more tailored to an overall plot. Yeah, and the audience wasn't like, you suck, the way, like, every movie has, oh, like, yeah. oh, the stand-up audience is so bad. In this one, they're all just, like, visibly uncomfortable. And, like, <laughs> which is, like, yeah, that's actually how it would probably be. They cut to Gabe at one point during her, like, train wreck set, and he just, his eyes are so wide, and he's just like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, I will say, though, I thought, like, my one caveat with this movie is, like, the last stand-up set where she, like, uh, like, brings Jake Lacey there, Max, and then tells him that she's pregnant and getting an abortion. That one, I was like, this feels more like a stunt than a stand-up. Because yeah. it wasn't, yeah. like wasn't that funny but i don't think it's supposed to be funny and that's where it's like is this just like therapy on stage yeah yeah i mean i think think that moment she definitely winged it right is what you're supposed to kind of feel it's not i do think there was like an element where it's like a little bit too perfect yeah i mean i think there's like the shot where she's just like getting ready to do this and she like she's carrying a notebook around and she goes and finds like a random bench and just like pulls out a pen and starts like writing which like is fine it looks fine but it's also like if it's this cold in new york like you're not just gonna go find a random park bench and write outside like you're gonna go find a coffee shop or something if you can't do it at home anyway beside the point so i do think that like i read that as it is not supposed to be a traditional stand-up set like i do think right. that it is supposed to be like her character is going in with i just need to get this off my chest and this is the way i feel the most comfortable getting this off my chest but the thing is is she doing it for herself or is she doing it for max i think because she's doing think, it for herself i think her doing it 
as herself works well, but I think bringing him into it makes it seem more contrived. I think she's doing it for herself. She just told him about it if he wanted to be there. But, like, you, like she's about to say what she's going to say, and then she notices that he's back there. So, like, I think that it, I the way I read it is I think it is set up that she's, like, regardless of whether or not he's here, yeah. this is yeah. how I'm going to do this for me. And then he just happens to be there. I just wish that was the focus instead of him. He probably got equal screen time during that whole thing. Right. But I think it is that she, he doesn't realize that she's pregnant. And so it's a major moment for his character to find out this information. And for her to keep going and not address it. Even the fact that, like, and he's actually here tonight. That, I think, would have been, like, a really tacky writing move. Mm-hmm. If she was, like everyone give a big hand for the guy who knocked me up and then like oh i'm so sorry i made such a mistake i shouldn't have done that like that would have been a stupid move but instead she's just like i'm gonna talk about my abortion and the decision that i made already by myself without consulting you or even letting you know that i was pregnant and then later feels bad that it was like okay you showed up and obviously you didn't know um but I think it is very much her just being like, this is the way that I'm going to process this information. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to process it in this same way, because I'm telling everybody at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure my iPad. I don't hate it. It's just, it <laughs> seems it seems like a, a, like a narrative. It feels like it forms more of a narrative function than... Sure. Because... because how is he going to be there for the event if he doesn't know about it and if she's not going to tell him then she's going to do it in a stand up set and since she's going to do this for herself you might as well bring him in anyway and look oh my god it worked out so well true but I I mean there were scenes where she was like trying to get him on the phone I know like she so I mean it could have just been like I've been trying to get a hold of you to tell you this information you haven't been calling me back for whatever reason I think that's the only explanation that that like does work yeah um yeah i that is it is because that her that set does start pretty funny when she's like i always wanted to be like an adult woman and she's talking about like being on the car phone and everything like that whole bit is actually like pretty funny and then it becomes just like like you said just like the therapy on stage with minimal jokes added in uh tig notaro's one that she did the like the I think it was the day that she was diagnosed with breast cancer is uh also very it, I thought it was very funny um I get the, like it is like really good and like has a lot of emotion in it but I remember cracking up part of it also was that I was diagnosed at a similar time um but like making fun of it um, and so that's really my only meter for those sorts of sets. Sure. Um, have you guys listened to it ever? I don't yeah. know. I haven't. She has. I think it's like genuinely very funny. It's so good. I mean, good. she's funny. So like, I don't yeah. have a problem. Like, I believe that that's true. I just haven't ever checked it out. There's one joke that I remember like cracking up hysterically when she talks about how she looked at pictures of herself as a little girl and just was like you're gonna have cancer one day <laughs> and I was like, oh my god 
the way she tells it is obviously way better, but I was like, that's hysterical, and also I have done that. I was going to say. <laughs> seems like something you would do, Tierney. <laughs> I think in that token, then, I think looking at it from that way, I do think if there were jokes about abortion... It wouldn't work. Well, but even in a way that, like, does it the way Tignataro kind of frames cancer in the kind of this, like, isn't this ridiculous? Isn't this so stupid? Of, like, if there was an angle to, like, approach something as kind of life, uh, like a big life decision like an abortion, and doing it in a way where the jokes were equally, like, personal and also kind of, like, hard-hitting, then I think it probably would have been closer to what you were probably looking for. But I, Because I think right now it's just like, I'm going to do this and I have all your support, and he's a really great guy and I really care about him. Um, and that is, like, very, like, nice. In mm-hmm. the same way, in a way that in this movie... I don't think it's her best set of the sets that she does, even the one that she, like, bombs on is, like, kind of funnier. But I think it it does the same thing that the big sick does when he has, like, a big, important stand-up set that he does. And it, like, feels super cheesy and mm-hmm. super, like, oh, yeah, of course this is going to be what saves the day or whatever. And, like, just not believable. At least I think this one was like very believable in how she kind of rolls with this information yeah. and like it feels more comfortable each time and kind of keeps checking in to be like, I think I'm going to keep going. I think I'm going to keep going. <clears throat> and then when he leaves, seeing how much that affects her to be like, okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like joke around about this on stage in front of everyone. Yeah. Um, Which is but fair. But I think it could have been. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any everyone can joke about everything, uh, like in terms of big stuff that happens in your life. I think that uh, it's probably more normal to not joke about things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's also like her character wouldn't agree. Probably she would be like, I think everything can be a joke. Yeah. But I think that's also that particular character and the conflict between her and Max. Kind yeah. Of being- this is how you're going to talk about this? He's such but a then, doll. But then supports her, yeah. And then it's like, do you want to watch Lord of the Rings? Wait, what is Gone it? with is the Lord Wind. Of... Gone with the Wind? <laughs> I, I wish it was Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely not nearly as cool as Gone or as, uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, gone gone with gone. the Rings? Gone with the Rings, <laughs> Gone Baby Gone. Any one of those would have been better than Gone with the Wind, probably. Lord of the... Uh... <laughs> wind? Lord of the Wind? <laughs> I was going to say Flies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, another part that I liked, uh, I've only got two more notes that uh, I'll mention. Another part that I like is Max saying, I think the words that you used the other day were, you could mouth fuck the shit out of a burrito. <laughs> I like that he, like, clearly there's no one in the store, right? Like, it's the store's going out of business. And he's just, like, talking to her and he's like, I, I can't say this out loud, so he, like, just gets down really close, like, on her level while she's just in the box, and it's like, I think the words, he, like, almost whispers it. It's so funny, and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I 
also like that he farts when he's peeing. I thought that yeah. was really funny. Like a fun... And that she's charmed by it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they, like, refer to him as pee farter. And then when he's, like, there, he's like, oh, you don't remember? Like, that same scene, he's like, oh, do you remember peeing in the street? And she's like, yeah, among other things. He's like, like what? Oh, that was the main thing. <laughs> like, oh, you don't want to talk about how you farted in front of me? <laughs> like, in my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then also her horse story of the teacher bringing them to a field and digging up a horse and it wasn't decomposed so it just was rotting <laughs> I will say like so when he hears that story he's like oh my god that teacher should be put away and she immediately is like oh no we murdered her that day and yeah. buried her in that hole <laughs> like that is 1000% a thing that either one of you or Nick, or Alex, or Alyssa, or, like, any of those group of people that we used to hang out with would say in that moment. <laughs> that's yeah, like, yeah, 100%. 100%. This <laughs> fully checks out as a thing that somebody would say. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> a thousand percent. And, that, and I really do think that's where, like, a lot of the... I just love their riffing was so natural and mm-hmm. so yeah. funny that it, like, heightens the way it does. Like our other favorite lines that we like to quote when he's like uh what what is the setup where he's like you uh, know if i got someone pregnant i would want to know if you got someone pregnant i would also want to know (laughs) probably every newspaper would want to know because all of a sudden some dude's mouth would be pregnant (laughs) just (laughs) so fucking funny that's like that is the one line that has stuck with me literally since the moment i heard it in 2014 in a movie theater in like like I think I was at the uh, landmark up in Lincoln Park that nice ass theater. I so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's also that and the coffee joke are like hallmarks of this movie. Earlier in that like... scene, he's like, "I'm not a straight man," and Jenny Slate's like, "Oh what? Like no way." <laughs> oh God, he's Gabe. great. He really shows every scene. He, yeah, basically as soon as I saw this movie, I was like, I'm following this dude on Twitter, and it is never, he has never disappointed me on Twitter. Yeah, he's also known for every tweet he's ever sent, (laughs) ending with the word SEND. SEND in all caps. (laughs) Four characters. (laughs) And instead of using it for anything, will always be at the end of his. Which is, like, less noteworthy now that we get 240, but, like... You know, back when back in the days of the 160, like those those characters were precious. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm only working with, I guess five because he had the space. Yeah. So he's only I working still, with 155. I Good. still can't work within those restraints. I never know how to edit myself down. Wow. I don't so people, people people who listen to this podcast are like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> None of you fuckers do. <laughs> I, I called really all three of us out. You I meant called... me, though, bitch. What? <laughs> you meant me. No, I called I talk... all three of us out. <laughs> Whatever. I know what you meant. My tweets are fine. Your tweets are fine. Your tweets are great. I have three followers, everybody. <laughs> they are mad. The... I was going to say, it's the... who's the third and my one? my sister. <laughs> send. Yeah. <laughs> send. <laughs> Also, uh, Gabe recently tweeted a series. Uh, so he adopted a dog. Um, 
a couple years ago, and so he tweeted a series of photos of this dog on, like, the two-year anniversary, and all of the pictures were just the dog with its head just lying on the, like, a coffee table. Like, just, just standing there with its head lying on a coffee table. Just the most ridiculous thing. It was so cute, and I was like... Gabe, I didn't think I could love you more, but here we are. <laughs> but it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's done. Um, it is finished. What is it? I am... It is finished? Or like, I am finished? What's happening? Is that a quote <laughs> from something? It is happening. I don't know, Matt. I don't know. I, I'm it finished from... is how we end every podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, speaking of ending the podcast, seems like we should probably head in that direction for I legit thought benefit. you were trying to set me up to wrap up the podcast now, and I was like, we haven't even like wrapped up this conversation yet. Why would I end it right now? This is not a case for oh you writing for me. Guys, what's wrong with me? Oh, what's happened to my brain? <laughs> Is that like a quote from this? Yeah. Wow. Good lord. <laughs> the best part is that, like, I was being completely serious. I know. Like, it's definitely a thing that we would do, just like being dumb. But like, I could tell that you were serious. <laughs> I was like, how is this happening? <laughs> oh no. I'm broke. Uh, we all got there together. Good job by yeah. us. Um, one I'm other the thing that I opposite of that Angelina Jolie movie. <laughs> Salt. I'm broken. Oh. <laughs> Salt. Yeah, I'm fat for baby. <laughs> I said. <laughs> totally so hydrated. Completely yeah. forgotten about salt. <laughs> For several years, and I was watching a movie the other night, and I was, I was watching it on Blu-ray, and so I got some like trailers beforehand, and one of them was for Salt, which I was like, oh fuck, throwback. Do you remember how there was like, so it, when you watch a trailer for an action movie, they always include at least one like action thing, like a move, mm-hmm. like a fight sequence or something, and like for whatever reason, one of like the key promotional moments from that movie that was featured in every trailer was just Angelina Jolie running up on a wall and then coming down and punching somebody but it literally she took one step off the wall and was maybe like six feet in the air higher than she normally would have been and then just like kind of weirdly punches the guy and it just looks so stupid and I was like I can't wait why to did you watch think this this was the thing that was gonna get people to be like yeah I need to go it's check like when Legolas movie. mounts that horse in two towers and defies gravity swings underneath it yeah, yeah. don't act like you guys don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> no no, no I know, know exactly what you're talking about um it's an important moment I only had one other thing I wanted to talk about and we don't have to talk about it that much it's just more of an observation <clears> but um so I meant to, I was going to watch the short film before I watched mm. the feature length, and then I just did not. Um, but it remi- when I was watching this today, it reminded me of our conversation <laughs> about Bottle Rocket, where we were talking about how, mm. like, that was based on a short film, but it just never really felt like it should have been any longer than that. Yeah. And so I don't have the the context of the short film to back this claim up, but it does feel like this, this movie 
actually warrants being a feature-length movie. Like, yes, it probably could have yes. been done as the short film effectively, but I felt like they built this one out much better than Wes Anderson <laughs> built out Bottle Rocket. Because, like, not, there's not yeah. really anything in this movie that I'm like, yeah, we probably don't need that. You know, we could, like, the David Cross stuff doesn't work for me, but in terms of, like, the story, like, something needs to be there. It's like, okay, that's fine. But with Bottle Rocket, it was just like, why is any of this happening? <laughs> like, yeah. All of this just seems like dumb nonsense. And um, we still get in and out in 87 minutes. So it's yeah. like, they expanded it as much as they needed to, but it doesn't feel bloated yep. at all. Where Bottle Rocket, you're like, what is the, what's, what is the main goal of all this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. And this one, like, it's a very clear through line that doesn't overstay its welcome in any way and in fact probably could have been longer but also like i feel like would have fallen into more traditional rom-com uh tropes mm-hmm. if it like tried to fill in time by being like i guess maybe we see more of gabby hoffman or like i guess maybe they go on more dates together to, like wackier places <coughs> and it's like no just like keep it exactly as it is so yeah it doesn't feel like it's an extended show it feels <coughs> like it's a just a good feature yeah um, the only other note I have is another quote, and this is uh, when she, she and Max are at the Italian restaurant, and she's going to tell him, but she decides that she's not quite ready, so she goes to the bathroom, and she <laughs> says, hey, Max, remember from before when we did sex to each other? <laughs> I thought that line was really funny. Like, a lot of, like, the, the way things were phrased. Uh, we already talked about dumped up on, or I was recently dumped up with, which mm-hmm. always makes me laugh. And when we did sex to each other, also <laughs> always makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, we do have one more thing to talk about. Is it that the um, the doctor, when she's going to get the abortion, um, is wearing Crocs? No. Which is a fun little note that I noticed. This I, I noticed like, oh, that that's, as that's well. Cute. Interesting. Uh, no, it was about the title of the movie. Oh, shit. And the song How used... did we make it this far without Tierney? Right? <laughs> well, I we was actually thinking about it that, that the, like, it works fine in the movie, but the song doesn't really have anything to do with it at all, other than a child. And right. isn't it obvious? <clears throat> right. I think it's more, yeah, I don't think the actual song itself, like the lyrics. Yeah. Just, but just the dancing the that they had, yeah. And the idea of, like, this is an obvious child, and the child being, you know, Donna. on the top of her mind. Well, and also that she's pregnant with a child. Yeah. But. Also. But yeah, obvious <coughs> child. Beginning of our Paul Simon uh, Paul Simon <laughs> extended <Sorry>. universe. <laughs> yeah. What, I, I feel like we haven't gotten one in a while, but there was, like, a run in the mid- Tens. Yeah, it was like, like this. Uh, baby drivers. Uh, oh, baby driver. Uh, there, uh, Kodachrome. That was a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Uh, Only a living boy in New York. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't there was a also movie. a Sound of Silence? Yeah, I think so. Um. I don't know. There's also uh, The Graduate. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Mm. Um. Mm. No. There's also the the one called uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. 
<laughs> no, yeah. we're, we're just Scar- <laughs> Scarborough Fair. Mm. We're just naming oh, Paul Simon songs at this point. Yeah. I think I think the the working title for Goodfellas was "You Can Call Me Al." Mm. <laughs> it's about the witness protection program. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Matt. That yeah. wasn't and then like that was good, but it wasn't that good. But Tierney's like laugh <laughs> where was she was like laugh. laughing and then realized, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this yeah. is better than I thought it was. That yeah. was good. That was good stuff. Or the or the, the um the biopic uh called Renee and Georgia Magritte with their dog in the yard. A dog after <laughs> the war. After the war yeah. <laughs> as if as if I would get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did Matt actually not know, remember the name of that really obscure Paul Simon song, or is he just fucking it up to mess with Tierney? And I feel like it could well, have they, gone either way. <laughs> the movie was adapted, so they changed it to In the Yard, because the war was uh, oh, yeah, yeah. too expensive to film. Sure. Yeah, they didn't have enough budget for those war scenes. Yeah. I think there's also uh, a one called The Werewolf. Fun fact, most people <laughs> probably don't uh, like haven't really listened to Paul Simon's like <laughs> album that came out in 2016 but there is a song where the opening lines of the song is Milwaukee man uh, had a f- like fairly decent life had a fairly decent wife uh, she killed him and then he goes uh, sushi knife <laughs> it is one of the best lines I think that's ever been in a song <laughs> Iconic move from our guy Paul Simon. And he literally <laughs> goes, uh, sushi knife. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that made me laugh very hard. The that reminds me of like the Flight of the Concord song when they're singing to Leggy Blonde. Mm. And he's like, You could sing her like, Hey, Leggy Blonde, you got it going on. It was panties on. <laughs> <laughs> I should watch those again. Ugh. Uh, uh, Obvious Child is such a banger. Um, I was, it. I'm glad that they actually like featured it in the movie. Like that's fun. Yeah. But they also cut off like right before the fun part of that song. They did. The and so I was like, yeah, I was a little bummed about that. But then like I'll just you know fire up Spotify and listen to that song on repeat for an hour later tonight and call it good. But yes. Um, also, important <coughs> note, we gotta call this out. It's streaming on Canopy. So if you've got Canopy, oh. it's free on Canopy. Um, a lot of our movies that we've been picking have been, gotten harder and harder to watch on any streaming platform. <laughs> so we're gonna try to I be better I don't know what you're talking it. about, because Olaf is on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> friend, friend of the pod, uh, Joel, mentioned, he was like, I was really, like, I was doing really well listening to you guys, like, listening to your show. But then you did, like, three foreign films in a row that were not streaming on any platform, and I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, oopsie. <laughs> oopsie daisies. A lot of mine were on Canopy, is what I'll say. But uh, Canopy, K-A-N-O-P-Y, get your library card, and get a free account. That's it. Head to the upper Maybe. upper layer of the rainforest. Yeah, exactly. That's what the K is for. <laughs> it's owned by the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what a movie! We love it. Good stuff. Um, I'm trying to. What are so we talk about tattoo ideas? Oh yeah. Um, I wasn't paying attention for that because I forgot about the it until right now. 
Crocs probably just like neon, like highlighter orange Crocs, <laughs> or a coffee cup that just says cold, bitter, not sweet, <laughs> ready at the, ready on my bottom. Um, <clears throat> or dumped up with, dumped but that's up with, maybe weird to have. <laughs> you could get a couple's uh, tattoo that says, "What is it? Done the sex with? Is that what it was?" Uh, did sex to each other. Did sex to each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, um, and then, so yeah, uh, would we visit? Would we stay on the set? Would you visit the set? Hell yeah. yeah. God, this would be so fun to be on this set. A hundred percent. Between takes would be fun. I would live on takes. this set. Yeah, and like, yeah. Do I want to spend a lot of time in New York in yeah. the yes. winter? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> is it nicer than Chicago in the winter? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, I'd you guys watch, watch it on this the plane. On, yeah, I was going to say. There's nothing like... 100% it, I would watch this on the plane. Yeah. There's not, Yeah, like visually there's nothing <clears throat> problematic in this movie. No. And even the length, I keep hammering that it's 87 minutes long, but the length <laughs> Oh my god. Is, uh, <laughs> Tierney just reacted to me using my standing desk and Matt. elevating <laughs> and was blown away She's by it. She's like, what is, what is this magic? It was just very, like, like a science fiction. Because for a while you were moving with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, like, an 87-minute movie is great for a plane because I love to pack as many movies in as I can. So, like, short movies are great for, like, slightly long trips, because then you could pack, like, two in. Sure. Okay, that's okay. what... Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. All right. Um, unsurprisingly, this movie did not get nominated for any Academy Awards, Damn but... stupid as hell. I did want to throw out there that our beloved Chicago Film Critics Association did nominate Jenny Slate for uh, an award, Most Promising Performer. We hmm. love them. Which is great. Um, I love the Chicago Films Critics Association. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, like the script here, I think the only shot that it would have had like to get an actual Academy Award nomination, I think, would be the script. Just because like, yeah. original screenplay, I guess this would have been adapted, so they're a little bit less fun Do you see those adapted. special effects, though? Yeah, like when Jenny Slate, like, her visor comes down, and then, like, the cannons emerge from her shoulders. I mean, so, like, I think Jenny Slate gives a really good performance. I also think Gabby Hoffman gives a really good performance. But, like, there's no shot in hell that either of those from this movie were going to get, like, any serious awards recognition. Yeah, this is just a pleasant-ass movie. It's just funny and heartwarming and sweet. But it's not award bait at all. Not award bait at all. At all. <laughs> so if you know a movie that is award bait, give him, give my, him number. my number. But honestly, don't. I mean, I'm going to watch it because I'm an asshole. But, like, I'd never enjoy those movies, so. Yeah. Well, speaking of award bait, I think the next movie we're doing is kind of award bait. And we could talk about what we've been up to, but we might as well just do the reveal. Our... Week of Valentine's movie is 
going to be the classic PTA recent movie. Oh, God bless. Phantom Thread, <laughs> a movie I watched four times last year. And it's uh, a movie and... I watch every Valentine's Day because it's what true love is. Yeah. Um, we're going to, I can't and wait. Paul and Paul and I cuddle under the covers. Oh, I'm so happy for you and Paul. <laughs> and Daniel Day is like, may I cut in? And I'm like, if you insist. Oh, oh, if you insist, or if I insist. What's the line from that movie again? <laughs> Which movie? I was just making fun of myself there. Oh, right. Yeah. But yeah. I can't start the morning with a conflict. I have no time for a confrontation. Are we just uh, doing our Phantom Thread pod right now? Yeah, we're all right. Seems like anyway, it. Anyway, that's what we're doing next time, and that's going to be fun. But, um... Wait, and then, yeah, besides awards, do we have any other segments that no. we do? Well, just no. like what we've been up to. Yeah. Um, but we should limit this to, like, just the last week or two, because yeah, it's been like, so What have you been up to? What have you watched, read, listened to in the last right. month and a half <laughs> since what the I'm last time we is, did one of these? <laughs> basically, all I've done is binge Search Party. Hell uh, yeah. And fuck, is it good. I do think I've got issues with season four which is the HBO Max season that just came out this year. But overall, uh, some of the funniest television I've watched in a very long time, uh, some, like, deep belly laughs that I've, like, screamed laughing and then rewound to keep watching it again. Uh, Every line delivery is perfect. Lots of, like, familiar faces from other comedic projects that uh, are just always funny. Uh, So I loved it. Are you uh, done? Hoping, you finished it? I'm done. Nice. I finished it. I'm hoping there's going to be a season five, because uh, this is marked as the season finale, uh, but I don't think they've announced a season five yet, but it's just a super sharp, very funny, honest, uh, and like very piercingly millennial critique that <laughs> is very funny, uh, so I would recommend Search Party. Also set in Brooklyn, right? Yes. Very much so. <laughs> Just, like, extremely Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Extremely Brooklyn. Like, is it more Brooklyn than Girls? Um, It's about the same. <laughs> okay. It's about the same <laughs> level of, like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. But with, yeah. with better characters, I would say. I mean... Certainly, like, more enjoyable to keep watching, but these are worse people, I think. <laughs> what about John Reynolds? I mean, they're all kind of shitheads in their own millennial ways. Oh, he becomes uh, a shithead. I'm not that far well, no. yet. I mean, in the first episode, he's, like, jerking off in bed. And oh, makes yeah. I forgot about that. Wait until he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then, like, three humps and then comes... And that's their sex. I forgot about like, that. <laughs> what an awful <laughs> sex. So, like, <laughs> that was where you're starting at with him. Uh, and he's, like, the most likable. I blocked all of that out of my mind. <laughs> you just yeah. love John Reynolds like, so much that she's John like, I, well, I refuse to accept that he could be anything other than perfect. Yeah. She was just like, look at that chest. Look at those legs. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you get plenty of John Reynolds' legs, uh, which is a big but yeah i've just been watching search party what's everyone else been doing um i've watched a couple episodes of search party as well i started watching it with matt 
Yes, uh, you did. Yeah. Oh, Stop it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then um, watch some documentaries on YouTube about, uh, like, oil, tar, the tar sands in Alberta, and then there's an oil pipeline in, La- in the Great Lakes, which makes me feel uh, very safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it goes right through the Mackinac Strait, so it's like, could go into, like, Superior, Michigan, and Huron. If it were oh, it's just good that it's the, close to that to like the largest amount of fresh water the, in the it's world. It's literally twenty one percent of the world's fresh water. It's uh, like so good that they put that pipeline there. Sorry, and you know what? Places. They put it there in the fifties, and they said that they need to replace it every fifty years, and it has been sixty seven years. And Come on, like, Biden, do something we like. Because <laughs> he listens to this podcast. Um, he does. I don't then, know if Biden does, but Kamala definitely does. Yeah. Uh, and then for books, I've read. Uh, uh, I read two books last week. I read *Inconspicuous Consumption*, which is about the carbon footprint of the things you buy, and like the things you use in your daily life, um, like the internet or a car, or uh, food. Um, and that was really good. Also, really funny. The like journalist who wrote it is like has a similar sense of humor and so she's like very sarcastic and does like non sequiturs which I just found really amusing I did an audiobook <laughs> and she reads it and it's pretty good um and then I also read a book called The Year of Less which is uh uh like about a woman who does a shopping ban for a year and I think I am gonna also do that and not buy things for a year and get rid of the things I have other than like food, and I have I an was exceptions say. list, <laughs> like, and like if something breaks, you, you can replace it. Um, okay, but just like not buying things for the sake of buying things. Uh, and then right now I'm reading a book called "Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling" um, by Emer. Oh yeah, I didn't give the authors <laughs> for the rest of them. I can, I can. <laughs> it's a Irish name, and I'm gonna butcher it. Um, but one of my friends recommended it to me, so, uh, it's pretty God, funny. what did you, what did you text us the other day? Oh, the, <laughs> one of the characters in the book, her name is spelled S-A-D, uh, B-H, H-B-H, S-A-D-H-B-H, pronounced Sive. I had never seen this word before, but I read it as Sad Hubba. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that her name is Emer McSyatt. I don't know. And Sarah Breen. There's two of them. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. Uh, God, the s- quick sidebar. Uh, Tierney crushed it with uh, my Christmas gifts this year. One of which was literally just like a children's coffee table picture book. But all of the things are just, here's what it is in Irish. And it's just thousands of um, consonants and, like, two vowels. It's just incredible. Or the opposite. (laughs) Or the opposite, yeah. Yeah. I've been, like, flipping through it, and I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. (laughs) It it gives me so much joy. (laughs) Uh, The word for counter is, like, cuntar. And then the word for tit was something like maintain, and so I sent it to Matt, and Matt was like, maintain the tit. 
<laughs> Those are the two takeaways from that book that I had. Oh, God bless. Um, so I spent most of our time, I know we're, I'm not going to go deep into these weeds, but um, I spent most of the time since we stopped recording just watching movies. Um, I tried to crush as many movies as I could. Uh, I made it to 120 new to me movies last year, which I was oh, I pretty impressed with. Last month, oh like, god, oh no, 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 god. no, 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 no. My original goal pre-pandemic was 200, um, but like 120 seems like a pretty good number considering the world ended several times over in 2020. Um, but the number that I'm most proud of is that I saw 69 uh, 2020 releases. Nice. <laughs> And I planned that out uh, so that I watched <laughs> my 69th one on December 31st. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to talk about everything I watch, but there are a couple that I do want to talk about. Um, I, so, related to Obvious Child, one of the movies I saw last year was Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, um, which is an incredibly powerful film about a girl who is she's a teenager. She lives in like rural ish Pennsylvania. Um, it's illegal to get abortions there without parents permission. And she obviously is not going to bring her parents into it. So her and her cousin go to New York so that she can get an abortion. And it is like really well done and really real and incredibly moving. And there's like a couple sequences that are just brutal to watch. Um, so like, I feel like, it's weird to recommend it, but it, it genuinely is, like, one of the best movies I've seen. Um, and I know, like, people were kind of hoping... It premiered at Sundance last year, um, and so people were kind of hoping that, like, it might get some awards recognition, but it seems like it's kind of died off, which is a little bit of a bummer, but um, that movie is is great. Um, so, you know, if you're feeling up for, like, the less fun version of Obvious Child, mm -hmm. uh, that could be an option for you. I also just recently, like, the other night, watched In and of Itself, um, which is on Hulu, which is a uh, recording of a stage production that uh, Derek Delgadio, who's a magician, did. And the show, like, has magic in it, but it's not, like, a magic show. Um, it's, again, just incredibly powerful and emotionally devastating in a good way not in like a, a teenager needs to get an abortion way um but just in like a wow i feel really good about people um this makes me feel happy um so i would definitely recommend that one um but yeah other than that i've just been watching a ton of movies uh currently i'm currently on track to have watched 365 movies by the end of the year so i'm gonna try and keep that streak going and i've also that went up since you texted us I mean, I've watched, on average, a movie a day since January 1st. Oh, I thought you texted like, us last week and it was going to be, it was in the 200s. Was it in the 300s? Yeah, it was 365. Wow. <laughs> That's how many days. <laughs> Are you going to share um, my fact there? What? You said in Oh, Tierney. yeah, I was just going to say, Tierney has read three books in the last like week five books in the last week wow. oh i'm on my third book in the last week i've i'm i think i'm on my i think i'm on my fifth or sixth book this year um i am 57 percent of the way through the book that i started reading in january <laughs> so <laughs> look at me go nice. um but i'm reading <laughs> what is a book <laughs> uh i'm reading dune 
uh, and mm-hmm. it's pretty dope. And uh, I'm excited to hopefully be able to see. I guess we'll probably see Denis Villeneuve's Dune this year because I think yeah. HBO Dude. Max is going to put it into our our TVs at home, Dropping even if we can't go the to the. Even if it's not safe for us to go to the theater, so that'll be fun. But yeah, hey, other than that, what's up? On a positive note, uh, I learned today that <gasps> there are more people vaccinated than there are cases every day in the world. <gasps> Fuck wow. yes. Oh, that's really good news. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my dad got his first shot on Monday. Yay! Nice. So I'm very happy about that. And so in Florida, they're only giving it to, like, obviously, like, healthcare workers. Um, but in terms of, like, the general public, they're only giving it to people 65 and up right now. So my mom is not eligible at the moment, but my dad mm. is. So he got his. My mom went with him, hoping that they just, like, have some extra and be like, oh, Aww. sure, you're here. Uh, unfortunately, she did not uh, get so lucky. But, but yeah, he got his first one. So Woo. I'm very, very happy about that. And, my yeah, mom Johnson just finished hers this week, her second oh, show. Oh, she got her second one? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson is uh, seeking approval for a hundred million doses that they have. But theirs isn't as effective. We don't have to talk about this on the. Is it just shampoo? Yeah, they just put baby shampoo in your arm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, honestly, it can't be much worse than putting Clorox in your arm. It's probably yeah, worse or, than or like, in maybe your I arm. want baby shampoo instead of Bill Gates microchip. Is what I'm gonna say. Uh, it's effective against like uh, like the regular one, but it's not as effective against the UK or the South African variants. So I mean, I'll take whatever they got. You know what I mean? It's better <laughs> it's like, than nothing. Like, I'll take yeah. the well. I'll take the well vaccine. I don't need top shelf. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> anyway. Wasabi. Um, <laughs> what? Wasabi. I'm finished. 